your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. <laughs> Welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM on Monday. This is the week that I don't know of all the weeks of the year. I don't know, Monica, where do you rank this as like getting the least amount of things done? The week of Thanksgiving, because Thursday is off and then Friday, eh, is Friday really a work day? Yeah. It ranks right up there with maybe like the NCAA basketball tournament where we're all just watching basketball on the computers and not doing work. Obviously, the Christmas to New Year's. I don't know. How about you? Are you going to get anything done this week? Absolutely. I'm going to be working like a dog. Um, (laughs) Actually, NCAA doesn't rank on my list at all. But I think any time before a holiday, you know, people just kind of figure out this week. Forget about it. And that's Monica Cruz. She's the Lacrosse County Board Chair. Czar, we could call her the czar. I like to do that. You've been on the county board since 2008, and this is your second term as chair. What have you learned over, what, 14 years on the county board? And then to be the chair, obviously, there's an added responsibility there. And it comes with over a decade of experience, I'm sure. Well, I've learned quite a few things. Mainly what I've learned is never to take things seriously and personally. People will say things to you when they're unhappy with you, and then the next week they'll be fine and they'll be your friend again. So don't ever take things too seriously. Yeah, that's probably good advice as we as we kind of went through a roller coaster over the last two weeks with a Lacrosse County Sheriff's race, right? And in my head, because Fritz Leinfelder lost by uh, now, I think it's 176 votes. It's talk about maybe contesting this. And he's finally conceded today. It should be on wisdomnews.com here shortly. He's conceded the race. John Siegel is going to be the new Lacrosse County Sheriff unless something spectacular happens before that. But these guys got to work together. One is was the investigative captain, John, and Fritz Leinfelder worked under him. If this got too much more contentious, well, you got to go to work. And that's good advice because this is this is one thing, and you got to let the cards fall where they may. And when it's all said and done, you can't take that, A, too seriously or too personally, right? Exactly, exactly. you got to always, you know, look ahead and, you know, see how you're going to get along with that person if you, like, badmouth them and get contentious and belligerent with them. Next week, you're going to have to be working together. And it's a little bit strange. If you would have lost your race in the county, would you have contested it and said, ah, those college kids <laughs> give up? Just then, uh, it's a little different. Obviously, uh, people in, in your area are voting for your county board race, right? That's how that works. I right. guess I, I always kind of wonder. That's just like, yeah, right? Your district, city of Alaska, town of Alaska, they're voting for you or your opponent. At, exactly. The time there's, usually, there's usually two people going for a seat, unless it's uncontested, which is, of course, what we all want, because then we don't have to work too hard. But no, normally there are two contestants. And if it turns out that the other person wins, go do something else. I mean, don't have your whole life wrapped up in that particular race. All right, some of the things I want to talk about, the, the probably the biggest thing will be the, you guys just passed a budget. You do this every year. Do you do this every year and then other things where it's the scope is a little bit longer, like a five-year plan? Is there stuff like that? The city does this all the time. Like, is there like a 2040 project that the county does as well? Well, we have um, a lot of different things that we do on a, a more long-range basis, like 10-year basis, for example, like our comprehensive plan. Yeah. That's a 10-year deal. You know, every 10 years we... Um, look at that and retool that but um the budget that's an every year thing how much work and we'll get we'll dive into the details of that but how much does the budget is it just that ongoing thing for a year you guys debated quite a bit at the mm-hmm. last is it last week or two weeks ago last week's meeting there was quite a bit of debate because the city of lacrosse took 20 minutes to pass their budget yeah. 
and you go, what? Well, shouldn't they talk about that a little bit longer? But you think like, okay, this is a thing that they've been hashing out for weeks and if not months. And say, is that same with you, despite the fact that I think you guys debated for about three hours? It is absolutely an ongoing thing. And as a matter of fact, somebody just mentioned the other day, we're just done with the budget. Now we have to gear up for the yearly audit because we're audited every year, but, you know, our financials. So now our uh, financial team has to get ready for that. So there's, it's an ongoing process, and by, I would say by July, we're, the departments are going to start coming out with their budgets mm-hmm. that then have to be vetted and, you know, gone over. So, yeah, that, that process almost never ends. You pass one budget, and then half a year later, you start working on the yep. next year's budget. Yep. And, and then being, being on the county board for 14 years... For for the people that are new, like you, you look at like oh the budget, like I have no idea, like what how I mean how much studying goes into this and and the amount of PDFs you have to download and, and print off, I suppose. Even, yeah. You know, for yourself who's a veteran of this, also the the new members have to get up to speed. Really, everybody has to spend a lot of time looking at, like you said, the PDFs, looking at the the you know the proposals, looking at what's coming to us from the committees. Um, I think for people the first couple years. It's just kind of a blur. It just kind of goes by them. But as you're, you know, more familiar with um, each budget, I think people get more into it. Who's Spend asking, more time. Who's asking the most amount of questions during the committees and other meetings when you're kind of going over the budget? Is it the new people or is it the experienced people who kind of know? Because they're like, wait, what is this? We're giving $20 million to, to this? What does that mean? I don't even know. It is definitely the new people. Is it? Yeah. That ask a lot, a lot of questions. Yes. And yes. that's good and bad. That's like the... Yeah. And I, I make I make jokes. Uh, I have a, a guest on who's a who's going back to school. He's in his fifties, right? He's going back to college. And I always make the joke. Well, when the teacher says, "All right, if anybody does, if there's no other questions, we'll we'll end class today." And then he's always the guy raising his hand. And um, that's kind of the the flip side here is the newbies in the county board, yeah. whether they're old or young, they're the ones. Right? And you're probably like rolling your eyes, like, "Really? Do we need to ask us right now?" But, and then, but also you have to answer the question, <laughs> right? And you know, you have to remember that. A lot of times they come in with an agenda. You know, they want to, they want to, you know, clean house. They want to do something different. So they come in and they ask a lot of questions and they try to, to you know, make changes. But it's kind of a, you know, a, a pretty set process. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not like a lot of, uh, you know, flipping around that you can do. The, right. the budget there's is the rules. budget. Yeah, the budget is the budget, and you have to, you know, pay for things. So I would, I would say too, we, we. There, there is this avenue where you get a new county board member who is an expert on something, and then you're like, either either they're a know-it-all expert or they're a really good resource to have. And I don't know if you have any of those people now, but that's that can be a really good thing, too. We have those people all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes they really do know a lot. I mean, they may come from, uh, you know, a background where they've had other elective office, or maybe they've worked at a bank, or maybe they've been a manager somewhere and have a lot of financial background. So, yeah, we definitely have those people. Yeah. Um, they just have to realize that, you know, just because they're used to one way of doing things doesn't mean that the county does it the same way. 608-785-7914 is the text line. If you got a question for Lacrosse County Board Chair Monica Cruz, uh, we're going to talk about the budget. What else are we going to talk about? The uh, well, other budget things. The the state of Wisconsin and news came out today, and we've kind of been talking about this already. The six billion dollar budget surplus. I'd like to get your take on what the county would like to to see from the state legislature in terms of funding uh, that we've been sitting on since January. 
Um, I guess the one good news from sitting on a $3 billion budget in January is now it's doubled. So at least we've doubled our money. Maybe we should all be investing in that way. If we've doubled $3 billion to $6 billion, I don't know. It's not like we're investing, though. It's, uh, it's uh, coming from like corporate tax and stuff like that. And uh, county administrator, let's see, let's see where we're we're at with that. We're going to get a new lacrosse county administrator at some point this year. Uh, we'll be back. All right, look, blah, blah, blah. welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. Lacrosse County Board Chair Monica Cruz in the studio with me. She's headed to a meeting after this. She says she's going to work. Here this week, despite it being Thanksgiving break, and I think everyone just kind of like looks at the calendar and waits for that Wednesday night so they can go. I'm not doing that. Um, all right, before we get into the the, the, the county board budget, because the next segment will be a little bit longer than this one, um, and I think we'll probably deep dive into that one. A couple of things: the 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 state of Wisconsin news came out now, six billion dollar budget surplus. We've doubled the budget surplus, or it's grown, I should say. Uh, when Governor Evers proposed the plan in January, that was, and then eventually in August, I think he called a special session. The governors had a couple of different, um, you know, please, hey, P-L-E-A-S, please to do something with the budget surplus. And, and Republicans who control the legislature said, not unless we get our governor. And now we don't have our governor. And Steve Doyle, who will be on with me, I believe, either tomorrow or Wednesday, I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, Assembly Rep. At one point in our conversations the last couple of months, he said, you know, the day after the election, we could go into extraordinary session. So when the governor the governor calls a special session, the legislature could call it an extraordinary session. We could do something with the budget surplus that day. I haven't done that yet, but what would the county like to see? Uh, what, what does the county need and what, what could the state help with in terms of having they have six billion dollars to play with? OK, so um, I think for a very long time now, um, it, it's been pretty apparent that equalized aids have been lagging um, to the counties and the municipalities. That's been an ongoing complaint. I don't know from, what equalized aids means. Well, the, the, the state is supposed to send a certain amount of money to each of the municipalities based kind of on the taxes they collect yeah. and on the services that they expect those municipalities to provide. Yeah. Like you've heard of unfunded mandates, right? They tell the counties they have to do something, but they don't send any money okay. along to do it. Yeah. So then the counties and the municipalities have to scramble and come up with money. You know, Conjure up some cash somehow. In order to pay for that, right. And that has happened a lot. I mean, it's cumulative over time. Is there an example of, of one of those mandates? That can you- um, well, let's say um, in education, a mandate for special education. You have to educate special you know, kids who have special needs. Yeah. Um, but then if the state doesn't send you any money, then the schools are kind of stuck with, um, you know, scrambling. Not giving teachers to, a raise. To pay, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or not paying for other things, but, you know, drag, pulling that money out of other coffers right. in order to pay for it. And that happens a lot. And I think the governor realizes that, and the legislators realize that, too. I think Robin Voss totally knows about that, and so does Devin Lemahue. But they just haven't done anything about it in a very long time. And right now, I think there's kind of a hue and cry from the counties and the municipalities saying, you've got all this extra money laying around. Let's look at this problem. Let's, you know, let's figure something out, a more fair way to fund um, municipal government. So I'm thinking that is going to happen. I think they're, they're at a critical point where that's going to happen. And this is probably the same for you, but when Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds was in here, he's talked about this a couple of times briefly. Uh, they're going to have to make cuts to city police, to city fire, to libraries. If the, the state doesn't come to the table with some funding, 
because inflation is part of this. Everything costs like driving your police cars costs a little bit more, uh, you know, fixing them, buying materials for anything, whatever. Uh, all that costs a little bit more. And then um, so is it the same kind of dilemma with the county? Yeah, of course. Of course. Right. Costing more to build roads, for example. I mean, um, since about the turn of the century, you know, 2000, 2000, yep. 2000 it's um, weird to say that. I know it is. I'm, I always have to think. Anyway. You can always say, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you can always say you were born last century too. You know, like that's a weird yeah. thing. To say. I always want to talk about that, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, um, the, the cost of building roads has gone up over a hundred percent, like a hundred and forty percent. But the aids that are coming in are, have gone up by about fifteen percent. You know, so again, um, we hear a lot of complaints about roads, 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 um, but it's very, very expensive to build them. And even though the county has, you know, put in... Don't um, do it. We're going to talk about the county budget in a minute. <laughs> you just spoil it. Spoiler right. alert. The county, the county board has passed the budget, and they're funding go. roads, like, big time this this, this upcoming year. So, there you go. Um, yeah, but I guess, is there anything else? Roads? I mean, is it, and then obviously, like, like, the county, the sheriff's department would get better funding. The jail would get better funding. Um, county libraries... All those There's things. All those libraries. things that Is there anything are... else that's just very obscure that, like, oh, the county has to fund that, too? I don't know. There's I'm probably... sure there is. I can't think of anything right now, uh-huh. but I'm There's sure there has things. to be. <laughs> 608-785-7914 if you want to text Monica Cruz, the Lacrosse County Board Chair here. Um, John texts in, we all have to tighten our belts. Why do they have anything uh, with it about giving back? He said, we all have to tighten our belts. I guess you're, you're going to have some pretty good news here with the county budget. And I think it is a little bit of belt tightening uh, yeah, well, news, but but also like the, the ability, the American Rescue Plan Act. Uh, was that a godsend, that 23-ish, 22-ish million dollars? Yes, um, yes. How, now that's all allocated, but you're always like, renegotiating how how that's going to be distributed as we go right you made an initial plan here's the plan because you have to spend that 23 million dollars by 2026 you have to have a plan for it by 2024 right mm -hmm, and spend it by 20 but you guys right away made a plan and then as you go you go okay well you know what we could tweak this plan as we we understand things a little bit better like a budget surplus a year ago we didn't know we were going to have a budget surplus in the state six billion Mm dollars Mm-hmm. Uh, we thought, uh, I believe we thought we were going to have a budget deficit. And then, so like everything can change. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And even, you know, at the local level, we didn't expect um, like sales tax to, you know, be anywhere near what we had before. And it's actually more. So you never predict those things. Is that, do you have any, I guess, like idea how that, how the sales, is it just because people are at home buying stuff on Amazon a little bit more? Or is it because... All that stuff on Amazon is a little bit more expensive, or maybe a combination of this. Combination. Like I think things are more with... expensive, right? So there's more sales, sales tax. tax yeah. And also, people have more time on their hands when they're sitting home not doing anything because, you know, things are shut down. Yeah. So they buy things. <laughs> yeah, but that's continued. I feel like that's continued because things aren't shut down mm-hmm. anymore, and that's continued. Right. And right. we just, maybe we yeah. just like buying things after that. I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. uh, we've changed our ways a little bit. Um, as we can't afford to go to Taylor Swift concerts because the t- the ticket prices are thirty eight thousand dollars, and uh, our one of our stations yeah. showed a like a screenshot of Taylor Swift 
Ticketmaster has done this thing where supply demand ticket prices and and they're mm-hmm. at like thirty eight thousand dollars for tickets. Well, didn't like, their whole system that? just totally break down? Yeah, she, and yeah so it's the like, demand for mm-hmm. her tickets broke yeah. the system. Yeah, so yeah. which is a good thing and and a bad thing. But I would like you know sometimes not that I'm going to go to the Taylor Swift concert, but I would like to go to a concert at some point uh, or buy tickets for other things. And yeah, uh, me too. I'd like to go to concerts, but I can't believe how expensive they've gotten. Yeah. Yeah, people were complaining about a Blink One Eighty Two concert having pretty extraordinarily priced tickets, and then this. <laughs> Do you want a car or do you want to go see Taylor Swift for two hours? Uh, You pick. Um, All right. So we got two minutes here before we go to break. I think I don't know if this was part of the county budget, but let's do do the PFAS thing in the town of Campbell. The town of Campbell has been on bottled water for two ish years. I think Mm -hmm. either we're going to hit two years or we're over two years now. It's always kind of like foggy when they actually started to go. The, the mandate to drink bottled water because you can't drink mm-hmm. water out of your faucet anymore, let alone brush your teeth or boil broccoli or whatever. Right. I boil bro- broccoli a lot. <laughs> um, so what is the county doing in terms of that? There's a, the, you, you guys passed this now We're gonna, with the, the well drilling? We did. So um, initially we um, allocated $100,000 for them to drill a test well. Um, and that was, you know, couple of months ago and it was okayed and it's part of the budget but then in addition to that they requested five hundred thousand dollars to help them do like a more deep dive um to coin a phrase almost literally (laughs) yeah almost literally exactly because what they want to do is they want to drill really deep down into an aquifer that's below the one that they're getting their water from Mm -hmm. which is contaminated i mean the the upper one is contaminated but there's another one below that which so far has not shown any signs of being contaminated. So they want to figure out if this is an an aquifer that they can um, use to drill for their water. The the dummy in me thinks once you drill through the PFAS water aquifer into your new aquifer below that, the dummy in me thinks all the PFAS water will just drain into the new aquifer. That's not so dumb because that is a very real... That's a very real concern. So whatever they do, they have to do it very, very carefully. So essentially, they need five hundred thousand dollars because they got to they got to devise a system that will keep the PFAS water above the good water below. It just seems very dangerous. Yeah, it has to be done, you know, very um, carefully. And um, you know, they're they're, it's a scientific thing. They've got scientists that are going to come in and study this and and look at the the um, the the rock that's between the two yeah. aquifers to see how permeable it is and all that. So that all takes a lot of money. And that's not even like actually getting any water out of the ground right. yet. We're it's just, just trying to pre- figure out preparatory if we... to perhaps getting some clean water yeah, eventually. Because if you dr- drill through, and I'll just call it bedrock, I have no idea if that is. Yes, you drill through that bedrock and that rock is like unstable and it crumbles where you're drilling and it crumbles all around that, then mm-hmm. you've, you've ruined all the water below exactly. and above. So exactly. Yeah. Yes. It seems very, it seems like a high risk game to do that, but yeah. I don't know what the alternative is, is just the hook up to, to the, your neighbor's water. We're still draining PFAS water into the Mississippi river too. So I don't understand yeah. why we're yeah. doing that. Um, all right. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about the 2023 budget. It's all good news, but Monica, over the break, you have to think of like at least one bad. This seems all propagandish. So think of like, <laughs> you know what? In the county budget, this isn't the greatest news, or this is something we would have liked to get done that we didn't get done. All right, we'll be back. 
All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Monica Cruz is the Lacrosse County Board Chair. She's sitting in here with me uh, for the hour. She's got a big meeting. She says she's going to do work all week, despite it being a holiday week and nobody else is doing work. Uh, we, we, we passed the county budget last week. Uh, you guys... I think a lot of the time deliberating, I guess that's the fancy word for saying it, was spent mm-hmm. on the PFAS project, right? You guys talk about that quite a we, bit or not? We talked about it. It wasn't like, you know, a, a long discussion, but we did definitely talk about what, it. What was the biggest, con- I don't know if it's contention is the right word, but del- what was the biggest talking points in terms of passing a county budget last year? And it was a $208 million budget. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. ooh, this is a lot. The know, biggest big re- one. Big biggest responsibility. One. Biggest mm-hmm. one in the history of yep. the, the county? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, uh, so, you know, there's a lot of pressure there and I guess what were the big talking points as you're deliberating for three hours to try to pass this thing? Um, I think, um, the, the budget itself was pretty much cut and dried by the time we came together last week, Okay. but then there were some outside asks that got quite a bit of deliberation and that, um, town of Campbell, $500,000 ask was one of them. Okay. There was another one that came in from the town of, uh, uh, the village of Homan for their um, Homan Community Center. There was one from the Analaska um, Omni Center. And then there was one from Big Brothers Big Sisters. And the discussion was, is this something that, for, for most of those things, is, is this something that the county should get involved in? Is this something the county should pay for? Is this something that's going to set a precedent where other people are going to come yeah, in? That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, and, you know, say, oh, you gave it to big sisters, big brothers. You know, now you should give it to me. I also have a nonprofit. And I, you I gave don't. money to the Omni Center, then the city of La Crosse would be like, we want some of your money for our La Crosse Center. No, I'm just kidding. That's actually what the Omni Center said. They said, you gave money to the La Crosse oh, Center, sure. so you should give money to the Omni okay. Center. <laughs> uh, Holman, so Village Community Center. I think Holman's getting a YMCA too. If I if I don't, they I do. Yeah, hearing yep. that they're going to yep. get a Y up there too. Uh, the Y will be asking for money for pretty soon. No, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> um, all right, so two hundred eight million dollars. What is the? You know, I have bullet points here, but like when you just think about that whole pile of, you know, that that yearly process and uh, the twenty twenty three budget. What is the highlight? Do you think that the like this is the best best part of this whole thing? I think the best part is that. Lacrosse County is really in good financial shape right now. And I think working through this budget really shows us that. We were able to lower taxes. We were able to increase spending on a bunch of things like highways. Well, people have been clamoring for increased spending on highways, and we increased the spending. Um, we were able to lower our debt. We were able to give all of our workers a 3% increase across the board. We did not raise um, health insurance or any kind of other insurance on our employees. So, I mean, all the, you know, all the high points really are moving in the right direction in this budget. Yeah, and everything, it sounds like most of these things that, like affect everybody in the county uh, almost directly. But, you know, whether we're driving on the roads or whether the taxes are literally going down, mm-hmm. um, county employees getting a 3% raise. Um, no new borrowing for the first time in the last in at least 20 years, 20 so years, it could be longer right. than that. I guess what yep. we don't have records that go back for the Nobody's around that knew if we borrowed money 22 years ago. Maybe or, nobody bothered to dig that deep, yeah. but, you know, 20 years is twenty is a pretty nice round number. Yeah, we'll stop yeah. at the turn of the century. <laughs> there <that> you we'll, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess how hard, 
I mean, how close are you to just borrowing a little bit? Because you're like, you know what? If we don't borrow this much, then we can say we've never we didn't borrow money for the first time in two decades. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, was it close to you needing to borrow anything? So here, here's the deal. We started out this year wanting or meaning or intending to borrow five million dollars for roads because we are on a capital improvement plan where every year we're going to borrow five million dollars to you know catch up on road maintenance. And then earlier you know, in the year, we decided that that is not a good strategy because interest rates were going up, everything was going up, and we had plenty of money in our general fund. We were in good financial shape. We said, no borrowing, we're taking that money out of general fund. So we're taking those $5 million, we're still you know, putting that into the yeah. road fund, plus $2 million more, so yeah. $7 million. In the past, we've always put $5 million in. We're putting in seven million, and we're not borrowing it. We're taking it out of the general fund. Is this the first year you've done seven million, or did you do that last year as well? No, last year we did five million, and the year before we did five million. Would you say seven million is the most amount of money you put into roads in the last twenty-ish years? Uh, or have you? It must I have been d- like a bridge or something that nobody you nobody researched that for me, so okay. I don't know that for sure. But the other thing we did this year that was really smart is we invested about two point three million in like designing a bunch of road construction uh, stuff like bridges and roads. And by doing that... Roundabouts? Road, yeah, I think that, <laughs> was, roundabouts maybe, I, that was maybe in there. But anyway, doing that, by investing this $2.3 million, it made us eligible for $21 million of federal highway fund money, which is going to come in in 23. And that, so, comes, and that money comes from... The, feds, what, the, the feds. Well, there, something something passed, you know, oh, in the, the last bill. couple it's of years. It's the bill, the, the bipartisan infrastructure law. Yeah, right. Like so, is, another is, one of those, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, things the federal government has done uh, exactly. to, to help. And it actually comes to your your yep. county, right? Yep. Well, yep. It, it is funny, right? Like Because we are seeing some action federally, but statewide we're, we're not seeing action in that extra help. Like, right? Because you would call this extra help. Right. This is extra help. This is not something we would have had, uh, you know, unless those bills had been passed by Congress, um, you know, for basically COVID um, relief, um, you know. We're speaking with the Cross County Board Monica, uh, Chair Monica Cruz. Okay, Mon- you said something, um, you know, you, you ramped up uh, fixing the roads, I'll just say, this year and the last couple of years. What happened before that where we, we let our roads get behind, let road infrastructure plans get behind? Do you know? Were you around then? Or what, uh, I was not- around, yeah. And um, I think we just felt that we didn't have the money to keep up with road um, needs. And the state was not sending the money that maybe in the past they had sent. I think, um, you know, I always heard, uh, well, if the state would only send us more money, we could fix our roads. So I think there must have been something maybe before I came. Yeah. Um, that that you know impacted how much money was coming to us from the state to do that. So so recently, as you guys have made this a priority, did you decide to make it a priority because you had the funding, or did you make it a priority like because you talked about it? The first thought was we're mm-hmm. going to borrow five million dollars right. every year to yeah. catch up on road infrastructure yeah. because we've been lacking on that. So there must have been I don't know was that did that did that come from the public? outcry or just from you driving down the road and going, man, every road is, you know what, we need to fix this stuff. No, we made that decision long before any COVID money came in, long before ARPA money. Um, we've been borrowing $5 million, I think, for three years at least. Yeah. So before COVID. Um, and it was really just the public out- outcry. I mean, everybody realizes in what terrible shape our roads, you know, right. are in or, you know, 
we're in. I mean, we're we're working on it now. Like the like the governor says, we're fixing the damn roads. Yeah. You know, so there has been some improvement, but still, I mean, we are behind our, our roads. The Pacer um, um, ratings, you know, were down in the dumps, down you know below five when they're supposed to be around seven or eight to be you the know, ratings. Yeah. Yeah, the ratings. So how contentious was that talk? <laughs> hey, we're going to borrow five million dollars to fix the roads. When you talk about passing a county budget, that that probably was a because that's a lot of money to borrow, and it, yeah. and before that, you were just saying we're not we don't even have money to fix the roads, so we're gonna hope that the roads, are, you know, they're <laughs> that they're okay enough to drive on. Yeah. Um, so yeah. something changed there, and and then so, you guys mm-hmm. decided to borrow that money. Well, what was really helpful was that interest rates were really low over the last I don't know five years or yeah. so, so it made it easier to justify borrowing money because you weren't like you know, paying a big pile of interest on that money. So um, and that then made us change our minds about borrowing this year because suddenly interest rates are really going up. And yeah. so we don't want to, you know, be stuck with a, with a bunch of interest money to pay. So It is funny because I think maybe that flow of money that comes into municipalities is also some of the reason why we have inflation. So there is a balance oh, yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and and <laughs> the, now the county doesn't have to borrow money. Therefore, the taxes in the county go down, right? Mm-hmm. For, for what is it? Yep. The X amount of years in a row. How many so, years in a row is it that you guys have lowered taxes? Um, at least like seven or eight. Um, we are fifth lowest in the state. We used to be sixth lowest, and we've gone down even more this year. We're fifth lowest. Okay, when you guys when you guys lower taxes and you know you're passing the budget, do you look at the rankings and go, man, if we just cut a little Absolutely. bit here, we want to be fifth, <laughs> right? Do you do that? Okay, if we, we do. Just cut. We do that. <laughs> um, all right, so. What else? What other highlights from the from the county budget could we talk about? Um, okay, when, and when we talk about lowering taxes, property taxes, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of what we're talking Mill about. Mill rate, yeah. Mm-hmm. We lowered. Uh, it's it's three dollars. Well, this isn't the good 3.2. way to do it. Three point two. Yeah, we went from three point two to two point nine mill rate, which means on a hundred thousand dollar house. If well, you, wait, we can't do a hundred thousand oh, dollar house. Well, Nobody owns a hundred thousand. We have to double this number. It's easy to work. Two hundred thousand dollar home. <laughs> And it's a six hundred. It's five hundred and eighty dollars. I think that's what for a two hundred thousand yes, yeah. dollars. It's five hundred eighty dollars. That's that's down from. I can't do all the math. Yeah. Now. So it's now just, it's yeah. Now it's down to four hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. So, so it went it, from five eighty to four twenty. You're making this math I really know, hard right? on me. I did me. make it hard. It was <laughs> it was three dollars and twenty one cents per thousand dollars of property yes. tax value, and now it's two dollars and ninety cents. Exactly. So you guys add the move the decimal points. I guess. <laughs> 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Um, uh, do you approve of the 140 streetlights on Onalaska Avenue on the north side? Do I approve of that? Yeah, there's there's new streetlights. Are there? I I that's good. I like streetlights. I hope. I mean, is that a county hope, thing or is that a city? No, city that, of Onalaska or no, town of Onalaska? That must have been an Onalaska thing. But hopefully, they're like um, eco lights that um, don't cause a lot of light pollution right and um hopefully they're um you know led so they don't take a lot of uh, oh i had the i had the dark skies guy on <laughs> a couple months ago where yeah. he is that we're we're tr- we're converting state parks into dark sky parks so mm-hmm. that when you go there you can see the sky yeah, yeah and and then he was talking about how cities and in counties could mm-hmm. You know, talk with him, go through him, and then he would come assess. And here, you know, you can do this and that. A, it would save money in the long run, and B, but it would also like 
kill it, it's good essentially for nature because sure. you're killing all this light pollution yeah. Yeah. um yeah Northside kent's uh he calls maybe once a week complaining that there are street too, lights too many just, street lights yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a funny thing to complain about because i've never yeah. said man there's too many street lights when i'm walking uh down a sidewalk somewhere but i i do like the technology where you know they put solar collectors on top of street lights so they don't really have to take a lot of um yeah you know um electricity or whatever yeah the so, solar thing is yeah. is uh, revolutionary if we yeah. uh use this free sunlight to to, to, to hey. we, we're doing this on some county board buildings are we not yes we are we are switching to solar on all our um county campus buildings yep. how do you think uh, is this experimental or do you because it, 10 years from now you'd be like okay this this worked really well or we need to tweak it right this yeah. is the first time we're doing this right yeah and it's not experimental i mean it's a very well proven technology and uh you know i think it has definitely proven itself over okay that 20 30 years that you know it's been commercialized so no this is a you know this is a way for us to save um on utilities all right what else do we got um 18% of the budget is funded by property taxes. Other highlights, no new borrowing, 3% raise for county employees. We've increased roads from $5 million to $7 million. Property tax rate's going to fall by... Okay, so we talked about this. We didn't say the number, though. The, the tax rate, the property tax rate is going to fall by almost 10%. 9.6%. Huh? Wow, yeah. that's, that yeah. seems like a lot. Um, See, I mean, doesn't it sound like a great budget? Well, remember remember <laughs> before the break, I said, can said, you come up with one negative thing? Because this is all propaganda. You're giving me all the propaganda. What <laughs> kind of thing in the county budget would you maybe... And I'll give you an out. Would you have liked to see in pass that we didn't get passed? You'd like to see. I mean, you could just say, well, we tried to lower property taxes by 100 percent, but yeah. we couldn't. But is there anything that you guys would have liked to get done but couldn't? Well, you know, when we were talking about um, the, the town of Campbell water situation, I wish we had money that we could really make a huge difference and fix those kind of problems. Mm -hmm. And we never have enough money for that. We don't have enough money for broadband, for example. And, you know, people clamoring for broadband and they want the county, take all your ARPA money, take every cent of it and put it in broadband because, you know, it's a question of equity. Everybody needs broadband. Yeah. I wish we had that kind of money. You know, I wish we could do that. Yeah, isn't it like, I can't remember how many millions of dollars and it would serve like 700 homes or something exactly. like that. It was like $100 yeah. million dollars for 700 people. Right, just, and we know, we know that, you know, eventually, soon, I'm hoping... Um, industry will take care of that. I mean, already they are putting in the infrastructure for broadband. And, you know, it's like in their interest, right? They're going to sell broadband to yeah. people. So we can't do that, but industry can do that. The state maybe can do that. The feds maybe can, you know, send some money to the states for that. We can't do that. Yeah, so you have you have $22 million or $23 million of ARPA money, a one-time deal to play with. Yeah. The state has $6 billion to play with. Like, who should we be asking for, for this? Exactly. Um, all right. When we come back, I'm going to talk to you, Monica, real quick about the county administrator. This is a very important position, right, this county administrator? We haven't. Very. And uh, he retired in August, I think. Right. And so we're, we're a month away from knowing who the next one will be. We'll be back. <laughs> all right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk. I'm just going to wrap up here with Lacrosse County Chair Monica Cruz. All right, Monica, the, the county administrator, Steve O'Malley, retired after, what, 
18 years. 18 years. I was going to say two decades. I'm like, wow, I was proud of myself for almost remembering that. (laughs) Um, Very good. It's it's the highest position in the county, right? Is this the most important, would you say? Mm -hmm. Uh, You didn't want to apply for it? No. No. Um, I've reached my level of incompetence. Uh, all right. So so how many people did we initially get to apply for that job? And, and where are we at now? Okay. So initially, as I understand it, we had over 50 applicants. Mm-hmm. And then that was uh, whittled down to about seven or eight, um, just based on whether these people had the qualifications that were needed, whether they had, for example, a university degree or whether they had previous experience being an administrator, or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever all those um, uh, qualifications were. So whittled it down to seven, and then after vetting and after background checks and after all that, um, it is now a group of three. Okay. And we will be interviewing them in a couple of weeks. You won't do them this week, I bet. Not this week. <laughs> Everybody else wants to go home. I don't know. I don't yeah, care. unbelievable. You're the only <laughs> so, one that wants to work. I'm the only one. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, um, we will be interviewing those three people, and um, they'll be interviewed by the executive committee. That is the body that will, you know, do the initial interviews, um, and then they will recommend the person. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. in, within that group of three, one. there will be one person in there that you know that will fit our our needs, and then we will bring that to the county board, and then the county board. Are these people all within the county, or the, did, any, did you bring anyone from, or do you even know? Like, I don't even know. Oh, okay. Actually, honestly, I don't know who, right. who these three people are, but we will soon find out. I'm sure. Okay. Well, who do I got to ask? Can we, at this point, we have three. Can we find out the names and and just say these are the three people? Okay. So are... it would be our HR director. Yeah. Um, who would be making that announcement? And okay. I'm I'm thinking it will come pretty soon. And you think I, the the executive committee is going to come to a decision by the end of the year who should be our next county? Minister? Yeah, we will come to a decision after our interviews, which are going to be taking place in one day. So we're going to interview all three people in one day. Wow! And then we're going to. I remember interviewing for my first quote unquote real job at the Winona Daily News out of college, and it was an eight hour interview. So I don't know, you guys oh. going to literally do twenty four hours of interviews? Um. But, but I think they already knew they were going to hire me for the position, and uh, we just we toured to town in the campuses and all the sports stuff. So. Oh, that that doesn't count. Uh, so I, I was like an eight hour interview, but it was really like yeah. I think they already knew that they wanted me because I was so awesome. They uh, took you out for happy hour, and you counted that. Yeah. Yeah, right, definitely. All right, Monica, thank you so much. Yeah, you bet. It was a, always a pleasure.